Radio. I'm Dr. Karen Can, Doctor of Light Medicine and best-selling author of The Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. I want to welcome you to Light War Radio, where our goal is to inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether that's radiant health, uh, prosperity, healthy relationships, or just simply peace of mind. So thank you so much for joining us today. And what we'd like to do is highlight um, you know, we have this, this like a series within a series and I call it the spiritual entrepreneur series. And why do I call it that? Well, you know, sometimes I will meet people that really resonate with me, that really inspire me. And I know would inspire my light warrior tribe because they have are, are like ourselves, very highly sensitive souls and that they've succeeded in using their their sensitivity as a gift to help others. And my guest today, I'm really excited to share with my tribe, uh, Joshua Falcon Gray. Now, it's an interesting set of circumstances, how we met. And in fact, you know, when people private message me on Facebook, sometimes my assistant takes these and I don't, you know, sometimes see them. And because I have so many people, um, you know, messaging me these days. And But there was something that really compelled me to answer personally, you know, for Joshua. And the funny thing is I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, I wonder how old this guy is, right? And he tells me he's the oldest millennial. I'm like, hey, me and millennials, you know, I love millennials. So, so it worked out well. And, and what was very interesting is that, is that I learned more about him. And that he told me that he helped, you know, with, with what he's learned. And now that he's spreading throughout the world, his process, um, that he's healed himself of autism, autoimmune disease and borderline personality disorder like whoa like wow okay so it's I, I connected to him you know one of his videos that he sent um i was actually shocked because it was like a super high light score and um and he's not like one of my professional healing friends and i was like who are you, you know? <laughs> so i knew we had to connect and i knew i had to share him with with my tribe and and honestly, I think that uh, my, my sense, my intuitive sense is that one day, Josh and I will be working together live and in person uh, at a workshop because his process is so amazing. And I would love to share it with, you know, live and in person, you know, with, with my tribe. And uh, so I, I don't want to give uh, too much because I want Joshua to share with you his story personally. Um, he has a powerful live experience that we call uh, the, the he calls the quantum theater, and uh, which is why I want him at these workshops because, you know, this audience participation in this, you know, this play, this this um, you know, this this movement Dow play is is very organic and very very interesting. And I, I've, um, I, although I haven't personally experienced this, I know he and I know several people um, that have live workshops. Um, you know, where people participate. I know how powerful, how powerful these can be. So I just felt really compelled that I really need to share his amazing work with the rest of you. So he is one of our spiritual entrepreneur guests and, and uh, in this mini series within a series in the Light Warrior Radio. Super excited. Welcome, Joshua. Oh my gosh, what a fun intro. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. We are certainly glad for you to be here as well. You know, I, I there are so many people in my tribe who are sensitive souls who have children and grandchildren and, and, and sisters and brothers who are also sensitive souls and may be suffering from, if you will, 
um, various different diagnoses. I know autoimmune disease has been uh, like super uh, prevalent, if not rampant now in our society. People are being, uh, especially young people, uh, diagnosed left, right, and center with uh, depression, anxiety, um, you know, personality disorders, being put on drugs. In fact, some of my, you know, sensitive soul kids that I used to see in the office, um, unfortunately, you know, we, some of them didn't uh, continue uh, long-term, but, but I, I just find it was so sad for me to see them on all these medications and um, mm. being kind of like, almost like not dumbed down, but just like their brightness being, um, like you know, diminished. Yeah, exactly. And so when I see you and I'm like, what you're doing, I'm like, oh my gosh, here's an example of someone who figured it out. So mm. I would, we would love to know, like, tell us about you, your history. Like, how did you get to, to this place where you're teaching this stuff? Like, what was your journey? Because you've been through a lot yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been through... Thanks for asking. I've been through a lot of isolation. I've been through a lot of mm-hmm. uh, spending time by myself, not not knowing how to um, foster relationships, not knowing how to uh, create businesses, not knowing how to do any of the wild ideas that I came up with and kind of just uh, studying and, and a lot of time just studying myself and kind of experimenting using myself as a guinea pig and just like <laughs> I know that one. Up processes, you know? mm-hmm. oh that's interesting so mm-hmm. how, tell us a little bit about when you were a kid like you talked about being feeling isolated but so you know I, I mean obviously your sense of soul so what was it like growing up for you you know as a kid I was not so isolated the isolation kind of started um, more in I'd say junior high, but oh, okay. uh, you know, yeah, I grew up with a younger sister and um, we got along really well until I became an angry teenager. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, you know, there were a few incidents with her where I was sort of wrongly accused of like hurting her somehow, or she like used my, uh, my parents uh, protection uh, against against me and in her favor. And so I ended up feeling like um, I was a dangerous person or something. And um, you know, there was this one time we were, we were playing, I was hanging her upside down and it was fully consensual. And then I accidentally dropped her. And then she like was screaming, Josh broke my foot, Josh broke my foot. And so I was like um, kind of suddenly traumatized Mm. and, and isolated. Like I did something wrong, but I didn't really mean to. And and then that kind of started happening uh, more and more. People misunderstanding me and my intentions in uh, in junior high and then in high school, and and starting to really see myself as different, see myself as like um, confused or or like uh, nervous around other people. Okay. Now now you mentioned about autism. So mm-hmm. were you diagnosed by? somebody as a child or, or, or self-diagnosed or how did you come to that conclusion? Only recently I started to look at the patterns in my family and myself and so I only self-diagnosed very recently um, just just looking at my uh, my mother and my mother's family and realizing people in my perspective have uh, had undiagnosed autism and, and seeing how 
it uh, it shows up in ways where people you know people shame around diagnosing anything or or um, you know I've actually been talking to my mother about this recently and and she was defending all these these uh, people in her family and and I was saying you don't have to see have autism and Bill Gates and a lot of amazing people. It doesn't mean. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant, actually. Yeah, exactly. That, so, that's really interesting. So you weren't on yeah, one of the, yeah. you know, the medication treadmill people then when you were growing up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's one of the, the gifts in all of this um, diagnosis and then not seeing it early and, and not having um, adult Adults that could could see there was something different about me. That so the that was that I wasn't um, looked at as broken. You know, I wasn't looked at in in uh, with with eyes to try to fix me. I was really left to my own devices. Mm. Yeah, that that is a gift actually. So even though you yourself had some self judgments, which we all do, like who doesn't, right? Especially yeah, growing yeah. up, that you didn't have mm-hmm. that additional. Thankfully that, you know, there's something wrong with you, you need to be medicated, blah, 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 you know, um, which, is, yeah. which is helpful. Now, you said you were trying to figure things out and kind of like using yourself as a guinea pig. So can you give us some examples of what maybe a problem would be in your past and then how you figure something else out? Because I think that'd be useful for people to know your process. Yeah, sure. So specifically talk about using myself as a guinea pig, I do this basically every night doing my, my nightly meditation. Um, so that includes, you know, last night and the night before. So I'm still doing this. I'm, I'm taking a step back uh, from my thoughts and I'm watching my, my thoughts as the observer. And then mm-hmm. I have this, uh, this process, this Tao play process where I am engaging my thoughts intentionally as if I believe them and then I'm pulling back knowing that I don't believe them then I'm engaging them intentionally as if mm. I believe them and I'm I'm connecting these two realities and so I'm I'm becoming more conscious of you know with every passing day of a uh, of a process that is happening and unfolding inside of me and then I trace it back somatically energetically into where it's originating in my body and then I can find the, uh, the exact point where there's stuckness and then I can uh, complete the story, which is, which is what the dial play process is all about. Oh yes. It feels like it's, you know, coming back full circle to heal the origin mm-hmm. of whatever that um, train of thoughts, you know, comes from. Mm-hmm. Cause so many people get stuck in mm-hmm. not even knowing that, well, not, not that they don't know they have thoughts, but not mm. um, basically. I sometimes I tell people you are taking your thoughts really seriously, as opposed yeah, to yeah. just going, "Wow, these are just thoughts," you know. And that's, that's a hard mm. skill to to get a handle on initially because we don't get taught this stuff in schools, right? Right, right. You know, the interesting thing is like one of my big. Um, because we, we are so trained in the schools, one of my big things I like to say is look for the thoughts you're not allowed to think. And Oh, I like that. Yeah. And so 
specifically breaking out of our, uh, what you could call habitual or traditional thought patterns by thinking something that would be um, not allowed by your typical persona to ever consider. Mm. Yeah, that is, that is really cool. (laughs) What's really neat about, you know, I just, I'm just stepping aside here for a moment and just appreciating just that, you know, so many of our sensitive soul tribe, when they first, you know, try to help themselves heal themselves, their goal, I know you might chuckle a little bit about this, but their goal (laughs) is to be normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You probably met people like that, right? So, and I, and I was one of them, right? I'm going to be fully yeah. transparent and honest. I wanted to be normal. I just wanted to be mm-hmm. what I thought was, you know, the successful, powerful, blah, blah, blah. In fact, my ex-husband, we, we you know, uh, tried to build a house. Well, he, we did build a house, but I kind of burned out <laughs> after that. But I was like, I wanted to be this Adirondack strong woman. Like, I see all these yeah. strong physical women here. And, you know, I was trying to hew logs and, you know, work, you know, do the whole, you know, axe thing, which he quickly took that away from me after the first <laughs> trial. And, and I just wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to be like these other women that I saw that I felt were strong and powerful physically and all that kind of stuff and not so delicate and not so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but here you are, you know, really kind of like, owning you know the, the those parts of you and able to now create and innovate and i love this innovate a new way to see things in mm-hmm. a new way for us to grow so it's not about being normal it's about being mm-hmm. you and being uniquely you so thank you you know for that yeah yeah thank you yeah i i think i wanted to be normal um probably about hmm. I think I probably gave up on it about 10 years ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's high, I say normal, highly overrated. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of the, the normality is uh, knowing how to do things in a normal way. But then when you actually really get into it and see people doing things in a normal way, they're not satisfied with that either. It's just, Right. usually the only way they know how to do it. Yep. Yeah. And I think the status quo is, uh, what is that? I can't remember. You probably might remember that, that poet that something like people are toiling in shoot. Was it thorough? Like their everyday existence, like they're just kind of, you know, they're just kind of going through the motions and I'll think of that quote in a moment, but you yeah, know, they're just, yeah, like they're just trying to, they go to work, nine to five, they hate their job, but oh, well, it pays the bills, mm-hmm. they have to pay the mm-hmm. bills, because then their kids got to go to college, and, and they're stressed, and then they have to decompress, and they have the alcohol, or the drugs, or whatever, and then the TV, and and it's just this bleh kind of life, and some yeah. of us just can't do it, we try sometimes, <laughs> But we can't do it. It doesn't work. Uh, and it really doesn't work for other people either, but it definitely doesn't work for those of us with an important mission, like, like you know, you, like I. Um, so tell us about, um, you know, this Dow play and this quantum theater. What's it actually like when people work with you? Like, do they go fly out mm-hmm. to a specific workshop? And how, how does that all work? Well, I have uh, live events, which are more of a... a newer aspect of the quantum theater and previously it was all uh, one-on-one work and, and mostly 
over video chat, you know, working with people around the world doing what I call personal theater, you know, one-on-one theater where we would decide, um, still to this day, we decide a, a uh, polarity, a charge polarity, and then I create a, a story around that, like a scene that has some kind of uh, emotional charge innately to work out in the scene. And then um, I assign roles. So I usually give someone a role of a character that they clearly do not identify with. And then, okay. I, yeah. And then I, and a lot of times it's a, it's an authority figure. And um, yes. then I often play the role of the, uh, the client's nervous system. I play the role of their inner child. And so uh, oh. it's not always this case, but, but this is a really common setup and that way, they get to experience what it's like to be the authority of their life. And then I get to play their nervous system. They get to coach me and they're essentially giving them their own nervous system, the, the vibrations that it is uh, desiring it's asking for by me just intuitively tapping in and, and knowing exactly what they're asking for and, 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 really challenging their authority to step up and step into power. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, some people may be more, well, comfortable, I suppose. is isn't really the right word, but, um, you know, they might be, I'm guessing, like maybe a little intimidated to do group work. Oh, my stuff is going to be showing. People are going to know what's mm-hmm. going on. And in this case, it's, you know, a private between you and the client mm-hmm. where you get this, you know, beautiful, protected, intimate space to be able to do this style play. And uh, what I love about it is that empowering piece of there because you're not just telling them what mm-hmm. to do or telling them what they need to fix or whatever. Right. You're not right. like the doctor giving, here's your prescription, go take it. Right. You're really mm-hmm. having them experience it in the moment. Right, um, right. And then rewiring really their, their nervous system, their yeah, mind. It up. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. that's a really great point, you know, because I, I specifically tell people, you know, I, I can give you advice, but that's really not my ideal way of, of connecting because most people are not going to remember any advice. Right. And I right. just want to be realistic about that. You know, maybe in a week you'll have totally forgotten the advice. So the most empowering important thing I can do is give you a chance to open to blossom to unfold and to uh, feel a different perspective and to see through a different pair of eyes really and the most helpful thing that I can do as a part of that uh, cocktail is being able to be willing to transform myself and be willing to die in the process and be willing to let go of any uh, habitual thought patterns that I have myself. And so every process that I do is also a healing for me as well. And I end up actually absorbing a lot of amazing superpowers from all the amazing people I work with. Every time I do the process, I get a new uh, addition to my spectrum of frequencies that I have access to. And so then I use that uh, big toolbox to continually add uh, challenges and um, 
options and possibilities to every person's nervous system that approaches a, an interaction with me, whether it's one-on-one oh, or yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah, that's all those, you know, positive warfare fields, I call them, that are created and or reinforced and just um, you being in that space with the client, you know, they end up, you know, tapping into it, resonating with it, downloading, you know, these these new mm-hmm. fields or the, the positive ones that mm-hmm. can be re- reinforced. So that in that way, we, we heal the bigger whole, not just two people. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Super cool. And- and, you know, with the live events, what's really amazing that I'm, I didn't even uh, expect this or, or foresee this as a, a big benefit is when we are uh, role-playing as fictional characters, when we are, are uh, mixing up the roles to a degree where there's no actual, you know, facts from a person's life that are in a story, then suddenly it's not... Uh, private or super personal ah. at all, and then this gives people the opportunity to uh, transform, transmute their very real emotions, but the real emotions are uh, placed within fictional stories, so they're transmuting mm-hmm. the same emotions through a different story, and so they can go all for it because there's really no uh, you know, social risk. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, it's like having that experience. And then the nice thing about having a a true live experience is that embodiment of the shift, like really embodying the shift as opposed to someone telling you something, like you're really feeling, you're experiencing, like you say on your website, experience can transform just about anything. So you're experiencing it. And even though it's so-called fictional, that there are aspects of the life that, you know, resonate with different, you know, parts of this fictional story. And you get to mm-hmm. transform that without necessarily, you know, any shame or, you know, blame or, you know, all the other things that people are scared of revealing about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can, it can give you a short example, if you like. I love it. Yes, please. Cool. Um, one of my favorite sessions that I did was with a, a one-on-one client, and he talked about um, the difficulty in, in bringing in authority, his inner authority into his life, and especially when it comes to public speaking, he felt uh, afraid and like he couldn't accomplish public speaking without some kind of real issue. And okay. so I tuned in, tuned into like what is the, the um, medicine that's needed here. And, you know, he's about my age range. I'm 36. He was probably 32 or something. And I tuned in, and the first image that popped up was Mufasa from The Lion King. And I was like, (laughs) okay, that'll be fun. So I gave him the role of Mufasa, and I took the role of Simba. And I had him coach me as Simba on how to be a... A successful, effective public speaker. And so it was this amazing struggle where I was like, I can't do it, Dad. You're the one that I need, and you're the only king that everybody trusts, and I don't know how to make this happen. And we got to this place where Mufasa was like, you know, Simba, I get scared too. You know, I'm scared of water, but I go down to the river and get water for the family every day. And I was like, you're scared of water too? This is amazing. 
you get to see the characters break mm-hmm. in the story. And so if I can really own that, a part of me is going through the same transformation. Even if I thought, you know, I had, I had accomplished this before, I can step all the way into the character and then I cry real tears as Simba, you know, as the character. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I'm on stage, public speaking, introducing my father, saying he's an amazing father, an amazing king. And then we all roar as the jungle to go the <laughs> not the jungle, the African Sahara, the, the the African desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was so so wonderful. Wow. And, and then he gets to record it too, right? So he recorded it, and then he has this dramatized, um, emotional transform transformational experience that applies to his own life. That he can listen to at any time whenever he needs a boost for public speaking or anything else that needs, he needs confidence in. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I love it. That is good. Great. So, so actually before we go on, I just wanted to announce to all of our listeners, if you would like to ask uh, Joshua a question live, the number to call in is 818-514-1190 and hit one. So we know your hands up. Again, 818-514-1190, and then hit one. And then also, I just opened up the chat. So if you have a question for him uh, related to anything we've talked about or, or some of your own issues, maybe, how that we could possibly approach that using Dow Play or Quantum Theater, um, put mm-hmm. that in the chat as well. And maybe, Joshua, you could announce the uh, more people can connect with you, like your website and Instagram and Facebook. Sure. I'm a, I'm a bit of a website nerd, so I got this uh, cool domain dot theater and wow. so there's no.com yeah no.com it's just quantum dot theater and um, theater is always spelled the American way with the T-H-E-A-T-E-R and you know the, the British way as opposed to the, yeah, right. <laughs> or the Canadian yeah. way right <laughs> or the Canadian way exactly yeah, yeah and um, okay. so quantum dot theater and then I have a YouTube channel and I've been putting um, you know, apparent, uh, occasionally I get some people who want to contribute a um, a Dow play, a private Dow play recording to public because they 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 saying you know this helped me so much I want other people to. Oh, that's nice. It. So I'm I'm able now to put some of the, the private Dow play sessions on the YouTube channel. Wow. And um, then I offer a lot of writings on the blog on that website and on Facebook as well. Oh, that's fantastic. So they can uh, go to quantum.theater and mm-hmm. connect with you and all these other social media areas there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, very, very cool. And uh, so I'm just looking at your website and uh, what is the, what is it? Hang on. Let me make sure I say it right. Angel Beast. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Great question. So, um, as we've been talking about, I see uh, story as a very effective way to transmit a teaching, you know, and even Native Americans knew this and all kinds of indigenous uh, tribes know this. And so I decided that I was asking myself, what would be the way that I can help the world the most? And one of the most effective things I can do is, to create a Dow Play experience 
that applies to anybody and that anybody can uh, benefit from because there is a, um, a, a way to plug in their personal story into this, um, or their personal characters into this sort of universal story that is created. So Angel Beast is my first attempt at this, and it is a, uh, a six-track uh, album. So it's an immersive story-based album where there is a supercomputer uh, in the story that believes it's God. So it's programmed to believe it's God. And it shows up in different forms throughout these six different stories as different uh, characters to plug into the story in the exact way that the listener needs. And one way I can describe this is if anyone has seen the Netflix show Black Mirror, it's a little bit uh, along the lines of, of like technology um, mixing with like uh, technology being used in new ways and mixing with consciousness to affect mm-hmm. the transformation of people. And so throughout these stories, the uh, supercomputer Angel Beast shows up as, uh, as different characters and the, and the listener is um, has the idea that they are inside of this virtual world and then instead of virtual reality they are imagining the world because it's it's um, their eyes are closed and it's it's in story format so it's being described to them and then they get to actually plug in their own family members as uh, characters in the story, so it'll say your family member as opposed to someone's name, and then you can do these six stories, you can listen to these six stories with your own uh, family member plugged in. You can do one family member at a time, and then it strips the, um, the emotional charge from that particular family member relationship that you have um, in a bunch of different uh, areas in a bunch in a bunch of different perspectives, so that it can essentially resolve family trauma and family conditioning by listening to this track, and you can listen to the whole thing uh, individually with every different family member to to process your relationships, and you can do it as many times as you need to. Ooh. That sounds really neat. I can think of one person at least who <laughs> really benefit from mm-hmm. from from this. And I, uh, yeah, yeah. And wow. So so um, so this is like a standalone kind of like I don't yeah, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, but I I would call it like a self healing you know program. Yeah. You know, yeah. standalone that that people can take a look at. So yeah. So if you're listening in, it's uh, the Angel Beast album and immersive and then of course there's the, the live events as well you can go to quantum.theater yeah. and check it out um now you mentioned to me about you know healing your own autoimmune issues um yeah. and and there's a lot of sense of souls with autoimmunity and and some of yeah. these might you know maybe on the line live so if you want to call in um 
and uh, raise your hand. It's 818-514-1190 and hit one so we know your hand is up. So tell us about how, like, what symptoms were you having? How did you know? And then what was your process of healing the autoimmune issues for yourself? Yeah, you know, one of the the main things I understand of uh, people struggling with and that I've struggled with myself and autoimmune issues is sort of random body pain or body pain that doesn't seem to be connected to um, another um, a, a, a incident in life. And it's just a sort of inflammation that starts to happen without any rhyme or reason. And what I've discovered <laughs> is that these are often um, organs that have created a lot of uh, energy, but don't know how to release or pass that energy. And one, uh, one thing I've learned about autoimmune issues is that it is stuck feminine energy, whereas mental health issues are stuck masculine energy. And yeah. And so the stuck feminine energy in our organs, which is not properly uh, flowing and passing through is creating this, uh, this inflammation. And so I've developed different processes. Uh, some of them I can only do myself because I haven't learned how to explain them yet. And then some of them are encapsulated into the Dow play modality, but a lot of what I do is I, I learn how to get my consciousness, my awareness under the, uh, the inflammation so that I can um, essentially push it through where it's been blocked and then I can break through blockages in the inflammation and then that uh, opens up my meridians throughout my body and it creates a lot of, um, you know, in my process it can be rather loud actually. It can have like cracks and burps and um, <laughs> all kinds of things and then um what's what's really happening is like our body our meridians are our electrical circuitry and so i'm really intentionally allowing for voltage electrical voltage to move through my body and mm-hmm. to hit every every area of my body so that i can relieve the inflammation and i can um, be more in touch with the powers that that inflammation represents that I wasn't, um, you know, my ego, my, my negative ego, the persona wasn't giving me uh, permission to access that power. And then as I move it through, I get access to that power. And then I have the responsibility of mentally uh, grokking what it was that I was denying. So as to prevent that same power from getting stuck again in the future. Oh, yeah. You know, this makes so much sense. I mean, I have uh, some background in, you know, as an acupuncturist in Chinese medicine, and we always talk mm-hmm. about blocked chi, right, blocked energy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for, you know, and this isn't just that, you know, highly sensitive people, but, you know, for highly sensitive people, just seemingly the littlest event or, or you know, something happening on a 3,000 miles away, you know, can mm-hmm. block the chi. And yeah. then sometimes I would wake up with, you know, pain somewhere. I'm like, okay, whose stuff is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. and, um, 
yeah, and this is yet another doorway, you know, into healing these different aspects, and it's it's playful. I I you know even though I I laugh a lot, and and you know if you see like the Halloween costumes and all the skating you do, you think oh my gosh this person has so much fun, and I do, but but the core of me is still is, is actually pretty serious. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I always pick partners who are very funny, so I think it balances. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my my husband is li- he's the Joker this year for Halloween and in our skating program, oh, but he's God. literally the Joker in the relationship. Oh, my okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think this is great because there's so many different aspects of how we can heal, and you're bringing this other beautiful, you know, avenue uh, and and. Um, uh, doorway, you know, into healing. And I, and I noticed on your website that you offer a free masterclass. So maybe you can share a little mm-hmm. bit about that for people that are, you know, their interest is peaked and want to know more, uh, but maybe not ready yet to apply for one-on-one with you. Yeah, sure. And, and that's really important. You know, I love to give away free stuff because Me too. if someone, yeah, because if someone isn't ready, then all I can really do is uh, give them, um, new perspectives to help them become ready. And, and, you know, it's not my business to rush anybody. And I love to, to get the work out there. So I have this um, free masterclass, which is essentially giving away all the secrets of how Dow play works. And so it's, I think it's a 23, 25 minutes uh, video masterclass on the quantum dot theater website. But I'll give you one really important nugget that gets explained in more detail in the class. But one of the things I've, I've discovered is all trauma is a story. And every story is, exists in three acts. So act one, the beginning, act two, the middle, and act three, the end. And all trauma is uh, a story that is stuck in act two. And so that means touch and move into the space of that act two, even if it's a, a fictional story touching into the same emotions of act two, then we can escort those emotions into completion, into act three, and then it completes the trauma, even if you don't know what traumatized you. So this is so important because that means we don't have to remember a childhood. We don't have to remember a past lives. We don't have to mm-hmm. uh, be bringing up all these um, additional family stickiness connections, we can dive straight into how do we feel at a core level, even if it's not initially a conscious feeling, but, but it's, it's the um, instructions on exactly how, how trauma gets locked in there so that we can unlock it and get the chi moving again. Oh, I love that. So it's like this you know, this, this patterning that we've, mm-hmm. whether, you know, whatever trauma, like you're saying, like from our, our past, or what happened here yeah. or past life, or it doesn't really matter. There's this yeah. pattern that we, we end up embodying or having. And then through yeah. the downplay, through this process, we don't have to re-experience the trauma. I think a lot of people are really right. afraid of that. Right, right. Um, exactly. And you're saying, hey, no, no, no. We, we, you know, we're second act two and there's these emotions and these are these energies and, and we can use play to resolve yep. these energies with mm-hmm. better, you know, greater ease and grace and fun, and it will affect, you know, all the other aspects 
of that past trauma without having to go into it. I know some people are really into, you know, delving into the past trauma and talking about it. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. sometimes they can still get stuck in act two doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very tempting. That's the word I like to use a lot. Temptation. Mm-hmm. And actually I had a, I had a workshop um, in the past year called unnatural temptation. There is this temptation to, um, make meaning out of the uh, unfortunate areas of our lives. And so that meaning usually turns into I'm not worthy because. And so Ah. if we can just get a completely different story and the whole process, you know, the whole healing thing is about embodying more chi, embodying more power, embodying more agency, embodying more authority. And so the um, the task is being able to allow to receive more power. And so a lot of diving into our past woundings can show us how the power was limited in the first place, why we were tempted to deny, to disown, to separate ourselves from power in the first place. But the beauty of going about it in a, um, a fictional storified uh, scenario is that, look, I can say here are six buttons that you can press and each button will affect the earth. Here's the, the <laughs> button which will clean the whole earth of all the pollution. Here's the button that will create world peace. Here's the button that will, you know, let you have as many cats and dogs as you want. And you can have all these buttons that create all these fictional things. And so right before you press each button, you can check in with yourself on, you know, am I really allowed to have this much power? And the story can be unfolded this way in a completely different context than we're used to. And then we get to actually go straight into what kind of, uh, what level of power am I really allowed to embody? And, what level of power am I convinced I'm not yet ready to embody? And then getting really granular with that allows us to move into a totally different uh, space. And we normally, we're not normally weighing the options of like how much power can I embody? And that right, is, exactly. fundam- yeah. And that fundamentally that is the, the option well presented with, and we just don't see it. Wow. Oh, I love how you've just totally, you know, shifted the perspective there. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure people would probably want to re-listen to this interview a couple of times, like to, yeah, yeah. to really like absorb energetically, like what you're really saying. Because it, 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 what I love about it is so out of the box, right? And I appreciate that's why you're part of the Spiritual Entrepreneur Series, because I appreciate people who can see life and our process. Uh, and our humanity in in a different perspective, that we don't have to do the same old, same old that we've done for 40, 50, 100, 200 years to what we think fix things. We can go in it a completely different way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so funny to me, like one of my, uh, you know, in marketing and stuff, one of my main issues is people literally just would not believe the kinds of shifts that we can have in 90 minutes, you know, things that people have been working on. Oh, I've been working on that for 20 years, you know. But right, exactly. In 90 minutes, something can shift so quickly that it just 
it boggles people's minds. So one of the, the challenges I have is, is being able to convey that in a, in a, an effective way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, we, you know, that's why it's called quantum theater. Like somebody, uh, my accountability yeah. partner who we, we meet every, we've been meeting for, I think seven years or something every Monday. She's a farmer, right? She's not even wow. in the healing business, but anyway, we've been yeah. meeting every week. And she just said to me today, cause I was t- telling her about this kind of concept of, of, you know, we think linearly often because we're programmed to do that to to get X amount, for example, X amount of money. You got to go to school, you got to get a college degree, then you got to work hard, yeah. and you got to work, hard, you know, get this company, and you got to get good benefits, and then you're going to be set for life, you know. And it's like yeah. that's not the real reality, and that's the slow way to do it. But if you yeah. use your gifts and your uniqueness, like you have, you yeah. can actually cut corners, so to speak, and mm-hmm. do a quantum leap into a completely different reality. And that's the process that you have is that, you know, quantum leap, like, hi, I mean, yes, you could pay, you know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars for whatever a therapy or healers or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. over five years to try to do things for you. Yeah. Or, you know, if this resonates, you could be in this place where in 90 minutes, you could have this huge quantum leap and the stuff that you've been traumatized for the last however many years or past lives can be just shifted. Yeah. Like yeah, quickly, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, it doesn't have to take, you know, five years, 10 years. It doesn't have to take that long. I mean, that's the beauty of, of, you know, the, these quantum modalities and, and the quantum theater. I totally right, get right. it. Yeah. And then <laughs> on top of that, you know, most people don't even know how much they're suffering because they think it's just mm. part of life. Yeah. True. True. They're living in this, this almost like this fogginess mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and then, you know, I have, some, you know, people that I, that I, um, you know, just people that are, that I know that not necessarily my tribe members uh, or my students or anything like that, but um, it's been a little bit challenging for me to be able to not try to fix them, to just mm-hmm. love them. And just, mm-hmm. you know, if they're struggling, if they're having things not to give advice, and it's really hard to <laughs> have a doctor, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we love giving advice yeah, and just yeah. to allow them and just be, just be with them, just, just be yeah. my highest vibration. And that's the best thing I can do. But I, it is sometimes so, I mean, I call it cosmic sadness, meaning that I'm not sad for my own personal stuff necessarily, but just this cosmic mm-hmm. sadness that people are still suffering um, and they don't need to, you know, yeah. and having these different choices is great. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll say something about that because there's a, a principle that I um, have adopted and I've never really heard this coming from anywhere else. And this is something I kind of made up on my own, but I, I imagine I can't be the only one who does this. Um, a lot of times I really focus on making someone else my guru and just what mm. can I learn from this person and what are they here to teach me? And so I do this if it's somebody who, doesn't want to change and I do this if it's somebody even who does want to change you know like I was saying in the in the doubt play story there's um, oftentimes giving it someone else the position of authority and yes. so a lot of times in my sessions I'll say just so you know little surprise you're actually the one leading the session it's not me I'm not here to teach you anything I'm not here to be a guru I'm here to literally die transform in front of you and let a new aspect of myself emerge and you're holding space for me to do that. And in your holding space, you're the one who gets to see what transformation is. And so I've done this process with a lot of people who 
also didn't believe in transformation or didn't um, understand what I was doing. And so even family members who aren't interested in this stuff at all have gotten to understand what I do because I, I die in front of them. When I say die, I mean, I have an ego death intentionally. I make a, I make a space. I make a, um, I, I enter into a Dow play transformational zone where I go through a story. I do the turn, which is one of the steps of the Dow play. And then I, I create a new reality and a new perspective and I embody that. And I sometimes cry and, and just, you know, have some kind of release or it's anger or whatever it is. And then anybody can see and feel that it actually did something, even if they're not interested in this kind of topic. Ah, I see. I see. Yes. Oh, very powerful. Um, now a couple of questions coming up One. um, Where did I write this? Okay, so one is, uh, so in your, you know, live, I don't know, uh, you know, immersions, intensives, like, like, first of all, where are they? Uh, How often do you have Mm -hmm. them? And and what's involved if people are interested? Yeah, it's kind of uh, wherever I am. So last one was in Amsterdam. And before that was in uh, Bali. And before that, Thailand and Finland I was traveling and now I am in uh, on the west coast of the United States so I'm in California and I'm going to be doing a little west coast tour so I'm going to have Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, Modesto, Mm. San Francisco and I'm still exploring um, like uh, uh, Oregon and Washington so Portland, Seattle and those are possibilities too and um that is going to be uh, starting, I think, the end of November, the last, what is it, like November 30th or something, I'm going to be starting in Santa Barbara. Oh, neat. And and so is this like a one-day thing, a two-day thing? How, how long are yeah, these? Yeah, one day. Yeah, one day, one day events. Um, if there's a, a high demand for one and we need to split it into two days, it'll be kind of the same event two times. Ah, okay. But, but gotcha. I, I can also say, you know, no event is the same. So that's actually silly to say because it's it's a lot of um, it's completely spontaneous. You know, you, I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you're just fully present, and and that's a, a true gift for people because. I mean, most people, especially the left brain folks of us, me, 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 um, are like, I need to plan this. You know, I need to have all my, you know, PowerPoint and all my handouts and all, you know, it's not that kind of thing, people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a time for that and there's a time for this. And so it, uh, it's very vulnerable. I mean, in terms yeah. of, you know, you putting yourself out there, not knowing who you're going to meet, what's mm-hmm. going to happen exactly, but just fully trusting in your gift and your um, role in, you know, midwifing this transformation uh, based on everything that you've already experienced. So I just want people to really listen up to know, hey, you know what, if Joshua can do this kind of like scary stuff, yeah. <laughs> but it's super fun, it's like, what yeah. can you do? Like in your unique way, in your unique talents, Mm-hmm. Because Joshua, okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna say double advocate just for a second. Say, yeah. let me guess that you were not given a silver spoon with like tons of money thrown at you from birth. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. So you found a way to create a business out of play. 
and being yeah, exactly. present. Yeah, exactly. And and this is something people want, you know, because they they see such permission. So all I do is I I show up and I'm willing to disintegrate. I'm willing to turn my whole perspective on its head and people are like, you know, I'm willing to pay for that. So so show show me how it's done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Who knew, right? Like, you know, right. somebody told me that even 10 years ago that somebody was doing something when I'd be like, you got to be nuts. Uh, you got to yeah. be nuts. Like somebody's really doing that and getting paid for it. Like, that's crazy, you know? But then, you know, 20 years ago, no, you know, people were like, or whatever, however long those, uh, I'm really showing my age here. It's like cell phones. What's a cell phone? Mm-hmm. You know, a smartphone. You got to be kidding. Nobody wants a computer in their pocket, right? right? right. And then uh, now it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. so about the, yeah. So about the, uh, the process, it's like, um, if you imagine, you know, people are accustomed to going to the theater or going to a movie, right. And it's a, it's a story, it's a play, it's moving, it's interesting. It's, it's, uh, it captures your attention. It captures your, your emotions. It opens your heart. And this is kind of the same thing, but it's, it's, intentionally diving into what is really uncomfortable and what is, where's the juice for real transformation. And um, it's a spontaneous play using that really are and it's a group that is really showing up. And so all of these, mm. these uh, ingredients together make for literally the most powerful theatrical performance anyone can imagine and that's really all it is <laughs> that's amazing now my my friend kathy here who owns the lodge uh the lake clear lodge and retreat she's listening in and she says let's get joshua here so <laughs> <laughs> there it. you go there's, there's an invite there uh, awesome. but she has a, a retreat center um with uh, in the Adirondacks, beautiful lodging, lake. We actually have a lake vortex oh. there. It's a powerful lake vortex oh there, cool. and she's yeah. a healer herself. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing, especially in the fall um, awesome. time of year. It's amazing. So now she wants you here. Of course, I want awesome. you here too. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Love so uh, yeah, so maybe. And I know you're you're traveling. Uh, and do you actually have a uh, a home base right now? In where is that? Is that in Amsterdam? Yeah, it's it's gonna be Amsterdam. I'm working on my uh, my legality of the residency thing to to be able to live there permanently. Mm, okay, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, really, really amazing. So um, we got some folks on the line. Nobody's got their hand up yet. <laughs> but uh, if anybody wants to ask Josh a question, um, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it could be about your stuff. It could be about, you know, quantum theory. It could be about, you know, what's gone in your past and how that would, you know, you could potentially approach that using Dow play, you know, please raise your hand. Uh, the number to call in live 818-514-1190 hit one. So we know your hands up again, 818-514-1190. And of course the chat as well, there's some folks on the chat. So feel free to type in your question or comments there as well. Um, so what's involved as far as, you know, if you, if, you know, if somebody says, Hey, Josh, I'd love for you to do a one day workshop here. Like, is there mm-hmm. like, do you have a minimum, a maximum number of people, minimum number of people? Like, how does that all work on a practical you know, basis? Yeah. I have to be honest. That's not exactly my area of expertise. I have, a, <laughs> uh, I have some people who help me with, with things like that, but um, 
you know, that's that's part of the uh, the fully committing my my life to the right brain. Sometimes the left brain stuff is not entirely um, easy for me, but I can say that usually about um, 15 people is is usually what I'm comfortable with the minimum, and then um, the intensity or, or the uh, I like to create the, the best way to say it is I like to create a custom situation for each uh, place and and um, everybody is different you know every every place has a different vibe every uh, location has different opportunities and some places I just want to um, have a I want to kind of break the ice and have a first session there in some places I I don't have any expectations to ever be there again, and so it might be more of a one-off. And so every everything is kind of different, but um, it's how can I say it? The most important thing is that everybody who's involved is a full yes. So if somebody is um, on the fence about it, I really don't like to convince people. I will send people additional materials. I'll say, you know, intuitively, I think this video would be helpful for you, but I generally am not the, the kind of person who is um, super salesy and, and, um, and, and convincing. I'm more like, you know, if, if you know it, you know it. And if you don't, then maybe next time. And that seems to uh, get the most committed people to, to the events. And then uh, since we're all co-creating together, that is one of the essential things. And um, unless you have any more questions about that, I wanted to also answer another question that people may be having, which is um, about why do you use the word quantum? Okay, sure. Yeah, cool. So the quantum theater, I use the word quantum because, um, you know, there, there's some of the the assumptions about it, like, you know, it's it's fast. It's, it's a fast sort of healing experience. That's true. Um, but one of the other interesting things about what I know as quantum reality is um, making it so that all time is compressed into now. So that means all future and all past is accessible now. And I don't mean that in a sort of theoretical sense, but I mean that whereas we can actually embody ourselves in the future now, and then we can change timelines, not in a theoretical sense, but literally I can um, play the role of who I am 20 years from now. I can play the role of who I am 15 years from now, and I can work backwards, and I can actually bring the future into now, and then it helps actually resolve the um, fear and trauma about going off in certain life paths uh, in certain directions. And it, it brings all of the drama, all of the um, tension into now so that we can uh, kind of face that hurdle now. And then it clears the future of that drama because we've already dive into it courageously in this moment. And so that's, that's what the, uh, the word quantum means to me in case anyone is one of them. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I know some of my 
um, the students, my, especially my, some of my Topican Healing Level 2 certification students, this mm -hmm. is the first iteration of, of this program. We were talking about, you know, quantum, jumping quantum realities and, yeah, and that kind of yeah. thing. So this really is a, is a perfect complement to, you know, some of the, mm -hmm. what I was talking about with them. And, uh, I, you know, you've just said it so well and so succinctly. And, and I think the whole process is fantastic. Like, like anybody can think, like I used to be, well, I'm really good at it. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, a really great futurizer, meaning that I would jump into the future and think about the problems that are going to come mm -hmm. in the future and then get anxious about it, right? Like who doesn't do that to some yeah. extent, but I was an yeah. expert at that, right? right. <laughs> so I'd be like, right. what if this happens? What if that happens? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? So for example, I, you know, it could be like, I would say, so, okay. So, so my mentors actually, Andy and Marcus had, uh, in one of our workshops mm -hmm. had challenged us to go, okay, now, you know, you're going to be a billionaire and what oh. are you going to do with that money? And I was like, you gotta mm -hmm. be kidding me! I can't even think that far ahead. No, no, no. What? Right. What is it? What are you creating in this world? What is your dream? And so they're like, we are challenging you mm -hmm. to think bigger, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So that's where mm -hmm. I came up with that—the whole light warrior training camp, like all over the world. And of course, then the anxiety mm -hmm. started, understandably. Like, who's gonna teach it? I can't do all this by myself. Like, I don't know anything mm -hmm. about traveling, really, and. You know, who's going to teach the kids? Right. You know, I, I don't do little kids. I mean, I love little kids, but, you know, I haven't taught little <laughs> kids. You know, all these kind of – so you're saying it's like, you know, in this process, we could be there, right? We could be in the future. And yeah. And we can deal yeah. with all these anxieties of mine. Not, not that they're really big at the moment, but I'm just – I'm exaggerating, right? <laughs> so, I could, so people could see how we futurize and see, you know, the how – how, 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 how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And all this anxiety and then deal with it in the now. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what, what you're saying. What you're identifying is, yeah, what you're identifying is so key because most people are, and I want people to really hear this. Most people are in the business of mitigating risk, right? They're yes. trying to, yes. to cut out the risk. They're trying to avoid drama. They're trying to get away from scary. They're trying to get away from what uh, what's uncomfortable, and that, what's that unpredictable. Yeah, exactly. That is the modus operandi of most people's lives. That that is yep. what most people are getting up a, up every day, and that is what's out doing. And so, what I'm presenting here is entirely the opposite. So we are making mistakes in this one scenario just for a few hours or if it's a one-on-one -on -one, 90 minutes, we're making the mistakes intentionally as high as possible. We're, we're creating a safe, safe, safe place to make the anxiety allowed, to make it present so that we can be anxious, but it's not about our real future. We can be anxious about fictional things, Anxiety is allowed to be there, and we're not mitigating the risk. We're here to make it as risky as possible. We're here to raise the stakes, and the reason is not to torture people. <laughs> the <reason laughs> is because uh, triggers, you know, people are accustomed or are familiar with the word uh, triggers, like emotional triggers. Triggers are 
gateways into power and emotional triggers are possibilities into uh, bringing a new version of ourselves. And there's a uh, something I've been studying in, in the world of autism and autistic behaviors is there's this uh, behavior called masking. And masking is when a, an autistic person sort of dons this behavior of what they understand a neurotypical person uh, would behave with. And so the autistic person shuts down their um, natural behaviors and they, they sort of deaden themselves to appear neurotypical. And so they might look like they are fine. They might look like they are normal, but underneath they are suffering and in pain because they have shut off their aliveness. They have whatever it is that, that is true for them. And so this masking is essentially the um, one of the main things that contributes to Autistic people then having um, what we call it uh, the one I said is a, a overabundance of feminine energy in the body. Um, what's the word? Um, <laughs> excess yin. <laughs> Auto, oh yeah, yeah, autoimmune, autoimmune issue. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, yes, you're referring so, back to yes. Yeah, yeah. Autoimmune, excess yeah, yeah. yin, so, excess yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, auto, so autistic people often end up with autoimmune issues because of this masking and keeping the um, their their uh, truth at bay. And so when we're allowed to uh, make it risky, when we're allowed to create intentionally a socially risky or um, emotionally risky space that is tight container with very clear parameters and everyone's on the same page, then suddenly the explosiveness and transformational power and the fire that's allowed to be present in these experiences burns away the, uh, the, the unsafe rules that we have been conditioned to believe are for our safety. So isn't that kind of mind twist? It's like we have all these uh-huh. these egoic uh, patterns, these egoic rules tell us enact this rule for your safety, but that's really the least safe thing that we can do, and it's actually very destructive. And so it's it's literally reprogramming, and on an epigenetic level, on the DNA level, it's actually releasing our DNA to express as it's designed to express instead of um, passing on hereditary um, ancestral illness that doesn't need to uh, carry forward any longer. Oh, yeah. There, there's, yeah, absolutely. There's so many fear-based beliefs. And uh, I know me growing up, the message that I got was that if you did everything right, you won't get hurt. And that's the purpose of mm-hmm. life. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. if you followed all the rules, you didn't make any mistakes, heaven forbid you make mm-hmm. mistakes because other people have made them. So learn from other people's mistakes. This is what I get told. Yeah. Learn from other people's mistakes. And I get that on yeah. some level. 
But I'm like, you know sure. what? I think I learn the most when I make my own mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And and mitigating risk is, is that agenda. It's really saying if you uh, follow all the rules, if you live in an authoritarian paradigm, then uh. risk can be avoided and pain can be avoided. And that is uh, helpful in certain contexts. You know, if you are uh, doing your taxes, sure, that's helpful. Right. Or if you are uh, going to do your uh, driver's test, you know, that's helpful. But when it comes to social issues and when it comes to health and personal issues, it's not always the um, most appropriate advice and it can actually be very immature advice because it's it's sort of a um, it's sort of a teenager approach to life and it's not actually the uh, not actually exposing our, our hearts and it's not actually uh-huh. getting to know what is uh, the emotional undercurrent of a situation and it and it creates superficial um, attachments and superficial perspectives without getting to know what's what's real, like what is who am I really, and what am I capable of, and what do I really desire, and uh, what do I really think of this person, and what do I really um, what am I triggered by, what am I avoiding, just getting really real so that we can make more effective choices and we can live a life that really humbles us and and shows us how powerful we are and shows us how fragile we are and and everything like i just am such a fan of of taking wise risks <laughs> i love that wise risk well the two things that have come up you know listening to you is is number one i mean even though we're talking about uh, each of us doing our own work and taking personal responsibility at the same time, having great mm-hmm. fun doing it and, and doing mm-hmm. it in this, you know, different way than maybe we've thought of traditionally is that we in doing this work are really changing, shifting, uncreating these old, 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 old patterns from, mm-hmm. you know, our, our community, from mass consciousness, the collective unconscious, mm-hmm. our ancestors mm-hmm. And shifting them one person at a time, which is so powerful. Yeah, um, yeah. And the second thing is what you talk about wise risk, because I can just mm-hmm. hear, you know, uh, you know, some people are saying, oh, well, Joshua, do you mean like we shouldn't have contracts and we shouldn't have agreements? We should just trust everyone to do what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And, and that's not what you're saying. <laughs> right, right. In, in, you know, in every, there, there are... Uh, there are practicalities of everyday life and business that are necessary right now because 100% of people are not 100% conscious. So yeah. there are ways in which we can, you know, quote unquote, mitigate risk to the point that we yeah. can do our magic and enjoy life yeah. and kind of mm-hmm. take care of the contingencies. But what you're saying is really in our personal life and personal growth. Um, yep. and, and, you know, enjoyment of life, that's where you're saying, hey, we're going to take these wise risks so we can break out yep. of those molds. Amazing. Exactly, yeah. And and risks show up specifically. Like, I, I want to convey this as, as cleanly as possible, but it's really not a an easy to, to grok for most people because 
there's the the eyes that we see through have emotional flavoring. So we will um, we have access to uh, the next version of ourselves through every situation that has an emotional charge. And I know that's a really loaded sentence, but essentially what this is saying is wherever we feel an emotional risk in our lives, there is a transformation opportunity. And this is not something to be dismissed or undervalued. And we don't have to take the risk physically in order to experience the risk emotionally. And that's really what emotional scenarios are about is like, for example, if, um, if you're sitting in a DMV, and the person next to you keeps making a clicking sound with their pen and they're just annoying the heck out of you, you don't need to tell them to, to take the risk that this can risk necessarily pissing them off. If you're really triggered by this, you don't have to risk triggering them with your trigger. But what you could do is inside of your own head, Say all things that you would love to say to them. Like, you know what, person? I just can't stand you. You are the most annoying human I have ever met in my whole life. <laughs> and I wish that you would just take that pen and, you know, shove it where the sun, where the sun don't shine. And, and just all the things I would love to do, with, I would love for you to do with that. Just like going up on it in your thoughts. You're liberating the emotional charge, and then at the end of that experience that you curate for yourself, you could still take the very practical, reasonable uh, decision and say, would you mind uh, not doing that for, for a few minutes? <laughs> and, and then that, that way you get the, the um, emotional charge dissipated in yourself, and then also you can still take a practical 3D step to uh, show yourself that you have uh, the ability to set clear boundaries in your life as well. So it's, it's, you know, um, it's the best of both worlds is really what I want to uh, assist people in accomplishing. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. Now I got to tell you personally, I probably Mm -hmm. would not do that in my head because, um, because they hear me and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. on an energetic level, and I, I need to take personal responsibility for uh, at the level that I'm at right now, not not to do that to somebody. But um, I think if we put in that a nice little safe space and say to our angels, hey, I'm just going to mm-hmm. vent to you guys and, you know, exactly. I'm not sending yeah. any arrows or anything to that person. So if you just put a bubble around this, that'd be great. <laughs> then you can go ahead and vent and <laughs> Right, uh, right. And then take the practical thing. Yeah, that's 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 funny. Now this right, transportunity, yeah. I I I don't know that word. <laughs> I think I've, yeah, I I don't know. Is, did you coin that or is that? Uh, I, I'm looking it up on Google here. There's a couple people that mentioned it, but uh, that's interesting. Oh, so transformational that, right? opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a book called Power, Freedom, and Grace. I think where that was coined somewhere. Oh, cool. I'm just looking that up. Yeah, no, that's pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> well, let me just check in. I'm just going to check in the chat here. I'm just saying to 
folks on the chat. Uh, I want Joshua at my events. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so um, I think that what we could do now is oh, I just wanted to share with everyone the website where they can get a hold of you, get that free master class, um, take a look at, you know, the, the opportunities, the, either the one-on-ones or the, the Angel Beast, you know, that uh, self-transformation you know, self program. So you go to quantum.theater, which is T-H-E-A-T-E-R, so quantum.theater. Um, and you can connect with Joshua there. And, of course, he's on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. like what millennial is not, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right. On YouTube, I mean, you do this, you do this mm-hmm. very well. Uh, so uh, I appreciate you for that. Um, and do you have any, you know, last thoughts for our listeners before we say goodbye for today? Yeah, well, if I could, if I could share one uh, sort of explanatory piece about about the um, speaking in your head kind of idea, just the the uh, container around that, if that's okay. Oh yes, please do. Cool. So. This is uh, to kind of bring a holistic approach to what I was just explaining about um, venting to yourself or venting to your angels, which is a really great way to put it in your head. Um, so if, some, if someone is upsetting us, if someone is annoying us, if someone is um, you know, triggering us, getting our goat, and we can feel the... Um, resistance that we have to someone's um, action, someone's behavior, and if we can, if we can detect that something is already happening inside of us. There's a plane going by here. Sorry about that. That's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is already, whether we're conscious of it or not, there's already some kind of internal thought process we have about that person, and so. We may be hearing it and we may be only feeling it, but either way, there is a thought process where we are judging that person's action. They shouldn't be doing this. They Right, the judgment. Be, yeah, and so really all we need to do in order to really transform that in a moment is to get on the same page as the, the pre-existing judgment. And so if the judgment is saying you know, I wish that person would just stop making that wish wrong is going to exacerbate the issue. And that is true. And getting into the flow of that already existing wish is actually going to consolidate the parts of ourselves into harmony. And so the point is not to, um, the point is not to unconsciously, um, judge somebody, but to get transparent with ourselves and to admit where we are already judging somebody, and right. once we can do that, then we can forgive ourselves for having that judgment, but we can't forgive ourselves for something we don't know we're doing. Yep, yep, that is so true. There's so yeah, and, and judgments is one of those things that uh, you know, in, in when I'm, you know, training my my top end folks is. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten into quote unquote trouble <laughs> for mm-hmm. the judgments. I've I've literally, you know, lost skating competitions because of a tiny, mm. tiny little judgment that I did not admit that I had because I wasn't aware of it. Wow. It was yeah. only after I didn't win a medal or something that I'm like, 
oh, that's right. I was judging so-and-so. <laughs> there you go. Wow, yeah. And then I was like, okay. And so it's just it's just like, so I know at least that, that one thing is like when I do, you know, skating events, for example, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be aware of that judgment coming up and be, mm-hmm. oh, there you are. Okay, well, let me, you know, let, let kind of get into it and where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and like I explore it and like, you, you know, a little bit of playing with it. And then uh, once I, it's acknowledged, then it doesn't have that power over me. To manifest right, right. a reality I don't want. Right. And so some people can acknowledge deeply, and maybe you can acknowledge really deeply, and some people can't. And so the people who don't know how to acknowledge deeply enough in order to uh, dissolve the emotional uh, charge, one of the ways to acknowledge more deeply is to become the judgment temporarily, knowing that you can always come back to your real self. Oh, I love it. That's great. So, Joshua, this has been an amazing conversation. I've, I've yeah, like absolutely that. loved it. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I we're, I think we're, I'd, I'd love to work with you more. I think, uh, you know, what you do and what I do is very synergistic. And, yeah, um, sure. yeah, yeah, it's great. I, and, you know, lots of love to you. And uh, I know you got tons of angels. <laughs> Yeah. support team members helping you we'll stay in touch I want to thank everyone also for listening in today in this very very important and enlightening interview and remember check check Joshua's uh, the, uh, quantum theater out at quantum.theater and uh, connect with him on all the different social media uh, because uh, if you're connected to me you probably will be meeting him soon well, <laughs> live cool. in thank you so much Karen yeah it's yes. been a pleasure and so much love to your tribe and everything you're doing it's thank just... you you know, bringing so much light to the world and such an honor. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks all my listeners for listening in. Until next time, lots of love. Bye for now, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.